Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. Treculent Thursday. We've already had Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke on today's edition of Oilers Now. We opened up with Pearl Jam and talked about the fact that uh, Louie was a fan of Pearl Jam. Uh, George LaRock is a incredible singer. I don't know if people know that. Uh, I think he did a real awesome version one time of Ice Ice Baby, or maybe not. But we welcome back to the show Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based broadcaster, former oiler George LaRock. Hello, George. How are you doing? I'm awesome, and I'm not a good singer, Bob. You're not a good singer. Okay. Terrible. You know I'm terrible. I do karaoke, karaoke party at my house all the time, and I broke the windows every time I, I sing, and you guys were bleeding from your ears every time I sang because I was so bad. I, I was drunk by that point, so I don't actually remember. How <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, now, do you have a do you have a favorite? Like you, you know, I, I don't know. Like when you're driving around, what are you listening to, or what do you listen to at the house, or what do you listen to on the computer? Uh, who do you like right now? Who do you listen to these days? My, my favorite group is U2. Uh, I saw them in concert a couple times, and this is who I like the most. When I played uh, before games and stuff, I would listen to techno all the time. Uh, yep. Because, you know, the job that I had. And I remember I used to fight with uh, Todd Marshine and Ryan Smith in the dress room because I would put techno in the dress room and they would put country songs. And I'm like, how do you get revved up to play a game when you're listening to country songs? So, uh, you know, guys on the team were making fun of me because I was the only guy that didn't like listening to country. But, uh, yeah, so we had fun with that and stuff. We broke up all of my CDs and stuff. But, uh, yeah, that was awesome fun. <laughs> Uh, as you know, as you know, George, I too am a huge U2 fan. They would probably be my. F- so we have that thing in common, uh, and I've seen them once at uh, Commonwealth Stadium with about uh, I don't know fifty five thousand other people. And apparently, uh, the day before they did the concert in Edmonton, Gilbert Brule had picked up uh, Bono was running outside and got caught in a torrential da- uh, downpour in Vancouver, and Gilbert Brule picked him up in his truck and drove him back to the uh, hotel. At no the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, he told the whole story right on, uh, right, yeah, it's, it's even on YouTube where he's telling a story about Gilbert Brule. And Gilbert was a, a really interesting guy. Like, Gilbert loved music, but he didn't really like, I, like, he wasn't, like, like Taylor Hall is into sports and into hockey. Gilbert Brule was into music. He didn't, like, he wasn't the most, uh, you know, hockey-centric fella or sports-centric fella. But, uh, yeah, the 
you two played here the last time they played here in Edmonton. I think it was 2000, and Brule was on the team at the time, so it might have been 2010, 2011. But it, it actually happened in Vancouver. And then well, they, actually, they, yeah. actually, that would explain it. He loved, he loved music more than hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it does explain it. Because you do have to love the game. Uh, uh, tell me this. So the guys that you played with over the years, was there a couple players that just loved the game? Like, I mean, I, I know you played with a lot of great – I mean, you played with Sidney Crosby. Uh, yeah. you, you played with some of the best players in the league. But were there certain guys that you, you couldn't believe how much passion and dedication they had for the game? Crosby and Marc-Andre Fleury when I was in Pittsburgh. I never seen anything like it. Crosby, uh, at that time when I was in Pittsburgh, was the best player in the world. And when I when I got there, it, it was insane because you know how when there's optional practice, uh, you know, like the veteran usually don't practice and the fourth liners, they practice and it's an unwritten rule. Yeah. Well, with Crosby, there was no optional because every time there was an optional, you was always on the ice. So if the best player is always on the ice, you have to go on the ice. And at the same time, Crosby never gets off the ice. He, get, he stays on the ice after practice forever. So you can't quit. You can't get off the ice if Crosby is still on the ice. So I've never practiced so long in my career when I was in Pittsburgh because Crosby <laughs> wouldn't get off. The coach yeah. had to get him off the ice. Yeah. And Marc-Andre Fleury is another goalie that, you know, like I, I, when the Hastings, they, they would practice and stay on the ice on game day when they didn't play. And did you do extra with their second goalie? Well, Flurry, uh, when I was there, he would stay on, and he wanted to do the drills every day he was playing tonight. So, uh, you know, they loved the game. Uh, they loved playing on the ice for as long as it takes, and that's why they were they won real. That's why they were so good in their careers, what they've done. Uh, George, I'm getting multiple texts from people that want us to engage in this conversation, and it's one that Jack Michaels and myself have had over the years. So you're in Montreal. You're watching Carey Price. And you played with Mark Andre. You played with both guys. You played with both Mark Andre Fleury and Carey Price. Who's the better goalie, in your opinion? Well, it's not close. You know, there's Price, and then there's, there's then there's the rest. Price is another in another league of its own. And you're gonna, you guys are gonna see how good Price is this year with a decent corp that is much better than last year. Yeah. Uh, Price has always been alone in Montreal. Always alone. He had, he had no defense. No forward to score. When he was in net, he knew that if he led more than two goals, the Canadian would lose the game. No uh, number, was, no backup goalie, George, either. And uh, yeah, so, so the pressure of putting him too many games w- w- was huge. Was huge. You couldn't get him rest. When when you put the backup in a goalie before, he let in so many goals. People were like, why didn't they put Price in there? So he never had any rest. Now he's going to have rest, like a normal goalie would have with with with, with Allen. And now he's going to have a better defenseman corp, which is still not like Tampa and, and Nashville, those other D that has team that has really good D. But just with that upgrade and couple forward that could score more, you're going to see how dominant Price is going to be. Because even though he doesn't have the best stats every year because of the team that he's on, yep. most guys, when they vote uh, for who's the best goalie in the NHL, they always take care of Price. So... You know, that's why the Vizina Trophy, you look at the stats, you give it to the guys with the best stats, but it doesn't matter. Even though he hasn't won in the last couple of years, the Vizina Trophy, Spear is always voting the best goalie in the NHL because he, he is. He's on a class of his own, and, and then there's the rest. Back then, back in the days, there used to be Patrick Roy, Brother, Asik, uh, even at Belfort, all those guys that you could debate on who was the best at that time. But now in today's NHL, 
the scary price in the rest. Um, by the way, Patrick Waugh, did he ever uh, – How did you play against – you played against him a, a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, I played against him. I, I played against him when he was in Colorado. I scored against him uh, in Edmonton when he was in Colorado. And uh, but Patrick was a gamer. He, you know, he's a, when you talk about a goalie that was arrogant and he would tell his teammates, you know, give me give me two goals and I'm going to give you the game. Yeah. Or give me one goal, I give you the game. That's how he was. Did he ever chirp? He back to the, did he ever that? chirp? Did George? Did Patrick Law ever chirp you? No, no. There's, I've never been chirped by any goalie. Uh, <laughs> and actually, and you know. It's crazy because if I did, I would have just maybe I would have fallen on him, go to the net and, and, and run him over. You know, I probably would have. I've done that. And they didn't want. And they didn't want that. But but I did. I did it once. Uh, one time when we played Philadelphia, I was a Pittsburgh battle of Pennsylvania. Uh, the the guys they were they, they were going to the net hard on Flurry and they were going hard on him yeah. all the time and they were like bumping him and stuff. So. Uh, you know, I look at Terry, and I went in the bench, and I was like, you give me red light to do the thing. And he stopped laughing. He's like, yes. Yeah. So what I did is I skated towards Byron, and then yeah. I slid. I slid like Jackie Robinson sliding to the second base, right into him. I made it look like I lost my balance. And then uh, it was the funniest thing, and then nobody on the flyers did anything. But what thing that they did, they stopped running flurry. Yeah. So it's funny because Campbell, uh, the league called me after because, you know, like, it was subjective suspension running to the goalie. Yes. And he's like, George, like, so I finally only got a $2,500 fine, which the team covered, because yeah. the team is great, great. Then when a team gives you green light, you can do whatever you want. But the funniest thing about that is when Campbell called me to give him that suspension, he said, George, that was the worst fake, fake, uh, like, fall I've ever seen in my entire career. So just for that, I'll give you the fine of 2500 I won't give you a game. He laughed at me because I tried to make it look like I lost my balance when I was turning, but I just ran right into him. So it was uh, it was one of the things that sometimes you had to do to send a message. That's funny stuff. Uh, uh, by the way, Jack Michaels says, text me to say you're wrong. He says Fleury's better than Carey Price. You, however, do want... Uh, we know at the start of the season that Robin Leonard is going to be out when we return to play. However, at some point during the year, Leonard's going to be back. And maybe there's a possibility that Flurry ends up in play because you know he's going to want to be a number one goalie. Uh, you think he'd look pretty good in Edmonton, don't you? I, I know Flurry very good. Very, very, very good. And, and Flurry's a gamer. And there's nothing more that he would love. To go in Vegas, to go in Edmonton, and to prove Vegas wrong, we know that they're keeping him right now because you know Leonard's getting surgery, so you don't know how long it's going to be before right. he's 100. percent And it'd be dumb to trade Flurry now, and then you don't know the status of Leonard. If something happens, complicated, and then you go. It's kind of like Vancouver when they got rid of both their goalies, Schneider and Luongo, at yeah. one time. You have two number one goalies, and you get rid of both of them. So you know when you look at at Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, well, the one thing for sure, he would be an upgrade for from what Edmonton has right now. Yes. Dwayne Rollison, Edmonton hasn't had a number one goalie for so many years. And Flurry is still one of the best goalies in the NHL. And it would make a huge difference in Edmonton having a guy like that that could sort of defy that position and uh, reinforce this team. Because, you know, you, you know, Bob, as much as anyone, I, must, you, I, I, I want the others to win, and I, I hope they win the cup and they make the playoff every year. Yes. But right now, uh, they're, 
with the goalie tandem, they, it's a huge gamble to start and to have a season with those two guys that last year, unfortunately, it was the weakest link of that team. And a bad goal uh, every game, what that does, and it breaks down the spirit of player. It doesn't matter how good of players you have. If you have a goalie that could do the job, it's tough. And I, my heart was broken and when I watched the playoff against Chicago. It was the battle of the worst goalie. It looked like both goalies, Crawford and Edmonton goalies, they were battling to be the worst goalie that they could be. And that I, killed us. And, and yeah. the fact that the Chicago won with Crawford showed you how bad our position was. So I hope that when Fleury's available, Edmonton is going to revise their position and they're going to acquire him because they need a guy. They will I have just, him for the next three years and it will be more solid. Yeah, it's interesting with Vegas. It looks like we're going to have an all-Canadian division this year, so that would make it easier. Uh, I thought Flurry had... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Two years left. It could be right. You could be right. You're just going to have three. Hey, just on Rolos. Well, two, years, two years after this one. After yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, George, just on uh, just on Dwayne Rolison, your your team and uh, the team in 0304 was actually a pretty good team. Like you guys, yeah, I think you were like. Uh, 0102, you had like the second best goals against average in the league. 0304, you guys were a good five on five team. Didn't have great special teams, but uh, Tommy Sello kind of uh, struggled during the course of that year. He got traded. That's when the Oilers got Tom Gilbert that trade. But in 0506, when you're on that team that season for the first 55 games before Kevin Lowe made the trade to get Dwayne Rolson, did you guys think you were just a goalie away from having a pretty good team? Like you guys had mm-hmm. added Pronger that year. Like, did you know when Ro- when when the Rollison trade happened that you're going to be substantially better and the team could go on a bit of a run? No, no, we had no man, but we had no idea. First of all, we're fighting for a playoff spot, so we didn't right. even know if we were going to make it. So we finally made the playoffs because we we squeezed in, you know, yeah. in the last couple of games to to to, to jump in, right? And then yeah. you jump in to do the playoff. You know, all the energy it takes to make the playoff, and your first yeah. team that you have to play is Detroit. Of yes. course, when you go into the playoffs, you always believe that you could win and you believe in your chances. But again, you're playing Detroit. So what were the chances that we're going to beat Detroit, right? You always hope for, but you never know. Detroit had the perfect team, and we did. So that's why they're saying what they say. All you have to do is make the playoff, and then everything could happen where they right. can. Because that year, there's one thing for sure is that we never thought, nobody ever predicted that Carolina was going to be in the Sonic Cup final against Edmonton. You know, but but again, sometimes when the stars are aligned, things happen. Yeah. And for us, it did, and uh, it, it was amazing. And even further than that, who would have thought that when Wilson got hurt, that we would have made that we could have made it a series with Carolina, right? Because that was that's also another thing. Because Wilson, uh, if he wasn't hurt, I think we would have won the cup and he would have got the MVP. But after he got hurt, and Cockland went behind the net stopped the puck and then they just picked it up he made a mistake and they scored yeah. at that time i think everybody thought that we we're going to get swept right and, and you lost game two five nothing you guys were undisciplined came back one game three uh lost game four at home nobody thought you're going to win game five and you guys hung around in game five and you know what i remember is how well rafi torres played that year in the playoffs 
Like, he was just a wrecking crew out on the ice. The final three games of the Stanley Cup final against Carolina, he might have been the best forward on the ice, George. He was unbelievable. He was, he, was, he was obsessed. You, you know, you know where, where it started for him is against San Jose. He yeah. took that big hit against San Jose, and it changed that entire series. But not just that, it changed him, the way that he, he played. He realized that with his physical play, he could change momentum of the game. He could, he could be a big empath, and, and it gave him energy, and it worked. And the further we went, you know, we had young guys that had so much energy. The further we went, the more, the, the, the more advantage it was towards our side. Especially, uh, you know, when you play an old team like Carolina, but it's just unfortunately, you know, when you know, it's always uh, hard to talk about it because we we didn't get the end result that we wanted, and you know, it's hard. It, you know, it's way harder to lose Game Seven than to to make the playoff, because you know, if I could go back, uh, and, and I know if I'm listening to this, they might not understand, but. I would rather not make the playoff, Bob, than to lose Game Seven, the Stanley Cup Final. Because when you're that close and you lose, there's nothing that hurt as much as that. You know, I've lost Game Six with Pittsburgh against Detroit when I went to the Cup a couple years later, and it was nothing compared to losing Game Seven with Edmonton against Carolina. George, I remember uh, I was down in Carolina for Game Five and Game Seven, and you guys, the team, came off the ice, and Todd Harvey. And Rem Murray had played as fourth-line players for Mac T. It would be the last games in the NHL for either guy, right? They would never play another game, and they were like they were they were they were in tears. I had to turn away because I was feeling so bad for like well, that we, team. We all, you, the, we all, the, the we team, all were. The team played Bob, it's unbelievably well, as good as they Bob, possibly we, could. We, Bob, we were all in tears after we were still like our gears were still on an hour yeah. after the game sitting there yeah. and stuff and uh, yeah. you know it was it, 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 it was the toughest thing ever and 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 you know uh, another thing I've talked about it before another thing that I never agreed on for that game there was a second charter that flew the family the girlfriend the wife yeah, yeah. and 40 cases of champagne you know it, there's superstition in sport but if there's one thing that we have to know is you don't you don't envision bring stuff until it's over until it's done yeah. So you know, bring. I know not every guy were agreed with it. The fact that we were, we some guys planned to do that, but right. after we we lost, we were stuck with all this champagne for nothing. So yeah. you know, it, it's too bad. It's too bad uh, that, that this happened. I'll never. It's crazy because it's been so long, and it's like it was yesterday. I still remember the feeling. Uh, well, I didn't. You know, I, I, I didn't so mean so to. Bu- I, I didn't mean to bum you out on this, George. Like it's. Uh, you it's know okay, what? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, tell George we're getting texts coming in. Tell George it was heartbreaking to lose, but for the fans, it was an amazing run and an, ex- an amazing experience. Uh, there you go. Hey, George. Awesome stuff. Okay. Thanks for joining us. We'll do this again next week. Anytime, bro. You too. Gotta love it. That is George Locke. We were having some slight uh, technical issues there, so my apologies um, if uh, we were having to cut in a couple times. I thought I heard a pop. Uh, <laughs> you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The San Jose Sharks fan, otherwise known as Phil Fear the Finn, has texted the show to say, you mean the dirty late hit to the head that was not penalized? When uh, Rafi Torres blew up Milan Mahalik in Game 2 in San Jose. Hey, it was legal. 
in 2006. It's not legal today. It was legal back then. There you go. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Another texter comes through on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, that team uh, should never forget how much it meant. And, and I look, I think it was an amazing accomplishment what those guys pulled off that year. And you know what's scary? Just just think about this. Like, I always keep an eye on Buffalo. Um, part of the reason why I keep an eye on Buffalo is there's people, some of whom don't even travel, that like to make disparaging comments about Buffalo. And some like to make disparaging comments about Edmonton and Winnipeg. And uh, and Buffalo has had some trials and tribulations like the Oilers have had. Um, they've had some similar range of draft picks like the Oilers have had. The Buffalo Sabres, if they didn't have injuries on defense, should have been in the Stanley Cup final instead of Carolina. They were out like four of their – they had a really good team in 2006, Buffalo. And, uh, and you know, the Oilers – Won four straight against San Jose, down 0-2 in that series. They knocked off Detroit, who were the first place team in the league in the regular season, in the opening round. And then in round three against Anaheim, they overcame sickness and illness and dispatched Anaheim in five games. That team was getting better, but part of the thing that happened there is Rolison settled the team down on goal. Many of you would remember, you had Conklin, Markinen, Mike Morrison. Remember Morrison used to do the shootouts at one stage? They were challenged in goal. Those guys were all, you know, Conklin and Markinen were NHL backup goaltenders. Uh, Morrison was probably number three organizational depth goalie. So it was interesting times. It was great to hear. Uh, this texter comes and say, Bob, I still have goosebumps when I hear the highlights from that playoff run. Uh, another texter says, I remember being exhausted by the end of the playoffs. So many ups and downs. It was a special time. There's no question about that. You know, uh, five Stanley Cup championships. The team lost in 83 and lost in 06 in the Stanley Cup final. They've been to the Stanley Cup final seven times since 1983. So seven times over the last 37 years. And we know that, you know, basically, technically you could say 13 in the last 14 years Edmonton didn't make the playoffs, but they were going to make the playoffs this year. We all know that. And we're in the play-in series, and this year has a huge asterisk beside it. Not in terms of the accomplishment for Tampa Bay. They deserve to win the Cup. It's incredible. Just in terms of how do you grade a team's performance. Edmonton was in the two-hole in the Pacific Division virtually the entire season. But seven Stanley Cups and uh, finals in 37 years. Toronto, really in many respects the mecca of hockey in North America, have not been to a Stanley Cup in 53 years. All right, uh, let's bang off, uh, take care of a little bit of business here. Uh, again, that's George LaRock, part of Truculent Thursday, which includes Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack and Louis DeBrusque. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. On this date in 1980, 
Here's Brendan Escott. The first ever Battle of Alberta takes place. Dave Semenko scores twice as the Oilers beat the Flames 5-3 at Northlands Coliseum. Now, since then, we've had 271 more meetings, and while the Flames lead the all-time series with 133 wins to Edmonton's 115, the Oilers, they've bounced the Flames from four of five playoff series meetings. There's one stat that matters, 5-1. You know what I'm talking about. All righty, uh, tomorrow we are busy. Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey on Rogers. Darcy McLeod, a.k.a. Wood Guy, uh, will be joining us. Uh, we should have Chris Russell on tomorrow's uh, show, as well as my play-by-play partner, Jack Michaels. Also on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now, uh, we'll have Gord Bamford. He's involved in an event um, in town, and we'll hit on that as well. So lots of guests on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Coming up tonight, Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins. Brennan, what's he got, Shea? Yeah, I'm just getting to the text message now. Dave Campbell <laughs> has told me Shay Ganim of 6.30 Chad Mornings, Pat Donovan of WDAE Radio in Tampa Bay to talk about the success of Tampa Sports this year. John Moore from sportsandmore.com who covers the Halifax Mooseheads talking about those COVID outbreaks in the queue that I mentioned earlier. And uh, the owner of the center, Dave Jones, discusses uh, what's believed to be the only volleyball slash pickleball uh, faculty in North America opening up here in Edmonton next month. Uh, this pickleball thing. Anyhow, up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with J-Lib Nye. Thank you for joining us on Treculent Thursday, and have a terrific day. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.